0: and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Dr. Morgan here. My heart is still overflowing with gratitude for all of you who showed up for the challenge. And I know you got so much value out of it. You can still watch the replay but it's going away by October 1. So don't miss out on that. I will leave the replay to the challenge in the show notes. I know life gets busy, but I am not playing around. The link will be gone. It won't work after October 1st. So make sure you go watch it if you haven't yet. Okay. Get your journal, get your cozies on, get snuggled up and watch the challenge. I know you're going to get so much out of it. The other thing I want to make sure you're aware of is that the juicy, juicy, sexy, secure September bonuses are going away, and you're going to want to take advantage of those. If you've been on the fence about the program, this is the time to join. You're getting over $3,000 worth of bonuses when you join this month. That includes the Boundaries audio course, Become a Boundaries Queen, You can't get this anywhere else. It's everything you need to set and maintain healthy boundaries, not just the logistics how-to, but the inner game of boundaries. And it's an audio course, so you can listen to it whenever. That is yours for free when you join the program this month, along with the Become the One bundle. You're also getting an additional bonus month. So we rarely do that. We're doing that again this month. and. You also get a really great discount. So if you have been on the fence, this is the time. Use the link in the show notes. You can apply to the program so you take advantage of the September deal. Don't wait. I know, hey, it's cuffing season. Dating is getting more serious. You want to have that person for the holidays, okay? Don't waste your time on people that aren't going anywhere, relationships that are not going to work. Spend your time on you. Heal first, become the securely attached version of you. And I swear you will enjoy dating. You will attract the relationships that are meant for you. Don't put your energy where it's not needed. Focus on you first. All right. Use the link in the show notes to apply. I can't wait to serve you inside of the Empowered Secure Love Program. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and we've got a special episode today. I'm talking to you about Some of the common relationship lies, and these are just lies that we hear about relationships and finding your person. And there's one in particular that I want to focus on, but we're going to talk about all of them. Okay, let's get into it. The first relationship lie is love will find you when you're not trying. How many of you have heard that from like a well-intentioned aunt or a grandmother They're like, just stop looking. Don't try so hard. Love will happen for you when you least expect it. Um, Here's the deal. In order to attract the love you want, in order to have a healthy, great relationship, it does require you to become the version of you that attracts that and to open yourself up to it and allow the space for it. I love Oprah's quote for this. You got to pray, but move your feet. And if you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, you're not going to get an Amazon Prime next day delivery for your man. Okay. Like you do have to put yourself out there, you know, go on the dates, go on the dating apps, go to the networking activities. It is required that you show up. There is truth to the fact that we don't want to be needy, like we need it to happen. We don't want to bring desperate energy to our dating life. I know you all have been on those kinds of dates. You know what it feels like to be in that desperate energy or to be on the receiving end of desperate energy that doesn't feel good for anyone. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that in order to attract the love that you want in your life, you have to become the version of you who welcomes it in, who allows Herself to receive it. And you have to be willing to open yourself up to connection, not forcing connection, not making things happen, but opening yourself up to connection. That's the only way love is going to find you. It is true that when we're able to get to this place where we say, I love myself, I am enough, I have this big, full, beautiful life, when we're not so focused on, ooh, I'll be happy when I have a partner. If we're not there, then yes, love's going to come into our lives more easily. And at the same time, we have to intentionally make ourselves ready for it. And we have to clear the space for it. Okay. So I hope that helped with that lie. The next lie that I want to talk about is that men always have to make the first move. Are we in 1930s or 40s? This is not how the world works anymore. And I know that men agree with me on this, that there is this awareness that, Hey, if you feel something, if there's a connection, you don't have to wait for the man to make the first move. You can, you can say, Hey, I really like hanging out with you or Hey, I really enjoyed our conversation. Would you ever want to go get a cup of coffee and get to know each other better? You don't have to do it in this really, you know, get to like asking them out on a proper date, like, Hey, I want to date you and take you to dinner. That's not what we're asking you to do. But as a woman, it's totally good and welcomed for you to acknowledge if there's a connection and to initiate getting to know someone further, right? It doesn't always have to be the guy doing that. All right. I think we all know this, but I'm just saying it as a reminder. And if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you're going, oh my gosh, that sounds terrifying to me. It's okay. You can start small. You can simply start by acknowledging the person, saying hello. Right? Um, There's little ways to make yourself more comfortable with being open and showing interest. And I want to let you know that the ability to show interest and really express, hey, I want to get to know you. Hey, I really enjoyed this connection. It's less about knowing how to do it and more about feeling open, feeling confident and feeling securely attached when you internally feel those ways Then the connections and the conversations and the dates and the smiles and the winks or whatever, whatever you want to experience in your day to day, all of that flows naturally when we're doing this internal work. Okay. Moving on. I think we've, we've settled that lie. Okay. We're, we're no longer in the 1950s. All right. The third lie I'm going to talk about is that men need to chase you. That kind of goes along with the second one. It's just not true. It's not true. That we're supposed to play hard to get. Oh my God. What was that book? Men Love Bitches. Um, no, no. <laughs> I always tell people, if you want to play games in your dating life, then be prepared to play games in your marriage. When we show up as, oh, I'm gonna play hard to get, I'm not gonna text him back. I'm gonna make him work for it, whatever, whatever. Um, then we're we're playing games early on, and that's actually recipe for games throughout the marriage. So that is false. I think when we're building secure attachment, we want two people who are showing up secure, who are able to express, they're both interested, They both want to get to know each other better. They want to build a great relationship, right? That's, that's how it works. I think that whole idea of, oh, men want to chase you, I honestly think that that's probably come from a lot of dynamics where men were experiencing avoidant attachment and women were experiencing anxious, blah, anxious, excuse me. So, from that place, right, which used to be more common, I could see how maybe you would think like, oh, you have to play games. You can't be available because for the avoidantly attached person, it might feel overwhelming if someone's too available, asking too much, whatever. right? But when we want to build a healthy, securely attached relationship, that means no games. That means being emotionally available and expecting the same in return. Remember, you are building relationship culture from day one your culture of the relationship is getting built and you want to intentionally build it. You don't want it to be game playing. You don't want it to be withholding, right? We want secure, reciprocal, emotionally available. Okay. (laughs) The next lie that I want to talk about is, and this is a sad relationship lie. Here, Here it is. The lie is stay married for the kids. This one gets me. Um, How many of you know of this situation or you've seen it play out? If you have people who are married and they're miserable, or maybe it's even a toxic dynamic and they're saying it's quote unquote for the kids, I understand. And I know I'm not a parent, but I have my niece and nephew and I would take a bullet for them. Like I would do anything for them. And I understand the parental pull of not wanting your children to experience pain And that divorce is pain for kids. And if you're staying together and it's not healthy, your kids are experiencing far more pain by witnessing you lose yourself, lose your voice, let go of your needs and give up on your rights to have a healthy, meaningful, beautiful, connected, securely attached relationship. Okay. And What's sad is, you know, we're doing this for the kids without realizing how much damage it can actually do to the kids. And I will say this, kids are smart. Kids know, no matter how much, if you're, you know, just trying to make it seem like everything's fine. Kids know, even at a young age. And I have so much compassion for you. If you've believe that lie. If you've had people tell you that lie, oh, you should stay together for the kids, or you felt the pressure of that lie, I want you to know it's not true. And that the best thing you can do for your kids is choose yourself and choose your happiness, choose healthy, reciprocal, securely attached relationships. I feel like I'm saying that a lot this episode, but that's the truth. Kids deserve to see you, even if it's messy, even if it's painful, they deserve to see you make that choice to prioritize that, to believe in that, to do the healing work, to call that in. Kids deserve that, okay? So let's just, let's get rid of that lie for the future, all right? Don't stay together for the kids. It's not helpful to them. And then the final lie I want to talk about because I got a lot of comments about this and I want to clear it up. Here's the final lie. Love is hard work. Love is not hard work. Okay, why is that? Some of the comments I got, let me just read these. Mm-hmm. She says, the hard work one. What are well-meaning people trying to say when they say that it is hard work? Is it love that's easy and relationship that's hard? I don't think it's the kind of hard that I internalized growing up and have insisted on for so long. Very insightful. Um, and then somebody else said, can you elaborate... On number three, everywhere I look, there's something telling me that love is hard work. So we're going to talk about it. What the heck do I mean by that? The reality is relationships are work. So I don't want to ever make it seem like it's not work. Because in order to build a great relationship, you have to prioritize each other. You have to be there. You have to intentionally show up for the relationship. Gotta show up for the relationship. It's not going to just... Take care of itself. It makes me think of, you know, you have to water the plants. Back to my plants metaphors that I love. You have to water the plants. You got to check on the soil, move it to a bigger pot, all the things. And relationships are that way. There is work involved. Okay. And here's the deal. You can be with someone where that work is hard, where it's like, holy shit, this plant is almost dead we got to revive it. Okay. It's scary. I don't know if this plant's going to make it. The plant's the metaphor for the relationship. You can be with someone where you're yelling and screaming about, do we need fertilizer or not? Fertilizer's therapy in this point. Um, There can be really hard, hard conversations. It can be challenging. And the work of keeping this plant alive can feel exhausting and consuming, and it's taking away from your ability to show up at your work. It's taking away from your ability to be a good friend, your ability to be a good family member, your health, your mental health. Caring for this plant could be so, so challenging, right? The relationship. And that's when it's hard work, hard On the other hand, just like Susie Moore says, I love my friend Susie Moore. Every time I talk to her, I just get so much joy and life. And she loves to say, let it be easy. So the reality is there can be work in the relationship. There will be work. And what if it's easy? And I know you know this, how easy something is depends on you. And it also depends on your teammate. So the kind of relationship that we want is a securely attached relationship where your teammate and you are working and it's hard, but maybe you're whistling while you're working. You're figuring out ways to make it fun. You're showing up for each other. There's equal contribution, right? The work is work, but it's easy because you're doing it together and you're getting it done and you prioritize it. Okay. To go on with my metaphor of the plant I was hanging out with my friend Jasmine. I had her at my house. We had a great time and she was showing me this app that she has. This is like a plant app. I can't remember the name of it, but she has all of their specific needs, all the names, all the photos, her watering schedule, the sunlight rotation, the fertilizer schedule. She has it all in a calendar. It's all on this app and it's this joyous, Thing in her life that she takes care of and she values it and prioritizes it. You guys, I think she has like 17 plants. I'm going to go see when I see her in Scottsdale, but holy cow. Um, all that to say, a relationship can be the same. We can find joy in it, find ways to prioritize it. My partner and I, for example, always have coffee on Thursdays together and we talk about what's going well. What's coming up? What are the things we're struggling with? What do we need support with? Right? That's an example of it's work and we're both showing up and it's easy and it's light and it's fun. And that's how relationships should feel that yes, it's work, but it's work you enjoy. It's work that both of you have prioritized because you realize how meaningful and how important the relationship is. You've both made it a priority. You're both showing up for the job right? That's the kind of work that a relationship should be. So when people say love is hard work, my correction is love is work, but it doesn't have to be hard. So I hope that resonates. I think that'll solve any confusion on this. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Make sure you screenshot it, share it to your Instagram story, tag me. I want to know what episodes you guys like the best. So if you share it, I'm assuming it's one that you liked. Um, And of course, a lot of you know, September. Wow. We've had so many amazing things happen this month. The challenge with over 700 of you that signed up. My goodness, my heart is so full from that. And I know you know that we only had... 30 spots available for the program. And at this point, um, I don't even know how many are left. So there's not that many left. And I want to encourage you that if you've ever thought about the program, this is literally the best time. We have such good offers, including... The bonus offer for you, the Boundaries audio course that I created, this is everything you need to know about Boundaries, and it's in audio format so you can listen to it while you drive, while you work out, et cetera. And the only way you can get it is when you join the program before October 1st. So this is a limited time offer. There's literally no other way that you can get it. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's been a pleasure. I love hanging out with you all. I love this community. If you haven't done it, can you leave me a written review on Apple podcast? I would really appreciate it. That is how more people find the show. And you know, I'm on a mission to help as many people as possible. So when you leave a review that helps more people find the show, and I really appreciate it. Good karma for you. You never know what's going to happen when you help someone else. So take a couple minutes, leave a review. It means the world to me. All right, y'all, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me At Dr. Morgan coaching. And it would really mean the world to me. If you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes, this podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.